I, Justin, take thee, Ashley, to be my lawful wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward. And I promise to cherish our time together even after this quarantine is over. Okay. I, Ashley, take thee, Justin, to be my lawful wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward. Even if you just posted a photo of our daughter and his crumbs all over the floor. That's, that's quarantine. <laughs> Babe, what do quarantine got to do with it? I feel like that's to be expected. And first of all, I was saying something <laughs> sweet. I'm trying to come out romantical on the thing, you know. On Naomi make up a word, huh? On Naomi post. No, on my oh, wedding vows. That was yeah. I know it was sweet. But I had already made up my mind on what I was gonna say, so I couldn't take it back. To split second, switch to something else. He trying to be Oh, well I actually take the Justin to having the hold from this day forward. Um Come on with it. Even if he don't know how to use Photoshop to get the crumbs off the floor. That ain't it. That wasn't it. All right, I actually take nope. Take me, Justin, you know, to be my lawful wedded boot thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm. From this day forward to having a hold. Hold me. (laughs) Um, Especially when he does a phenomenal job cleaning the master bathroom. He was spotless. I'll take that, I guess. What do you mean? I, I appreciate it. I thought you did like you. I would have thought Consuela came through that joint. That joint yeah. was sparkling. All right, all right. Oh, that's racist. What kind of racist? It is pseudo racist. My bad, Consuela. All right. So it's the off week. So if you're new, we don't really know what week it is. We don't know what week it is, what day it is, or whatever. But we getting this thing out on time, though. Mm-hmm. I would like for y'all to know that I've suggested to Justin that we go back to our every other week podcast. That is what we're doing. I mean, I, that's what I think we need to do because I think we should be realistic with ourselves. Like we're wild busy. Bad. Well, shit. Let's shut this thing down. No, no, no. <laughs> we already recorded. Y'all let us know what y'all think. Y'all got twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Class ticket. Um, so, and what may be our last marriage caveat mini? <laughs> no, not to say like the mini because I feel like the last couple of episodes have been shorter than our normal first season full episodes. Mm-hmm. So, and we always wanted them to be quality. Yeah, more so quality and not like not having to be an hour long. And so I think that the last couple of ones that we've um, not, I don't even think that we, we attempted to restrict ourselves to like 30 to 35, 40 minutes, but it ended up being around those time frames and minus the commercials and all that good stuff. And, um, and I think it was really good. And I think that our attention spans for the people who listen to us, like that's a good enough time for you to be in the car. Like once we're all back in the car driving from work. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll check it out. Um, 
So for today, we'll do a marriage caveat mini, and this is where if you're new to listening or you've forgotten or you're you're back on board, whatever the case is, this is where we take questions that we've been sent and answer those questions. Uh, from as, our listeners. From our listeners. So we appreciate them. Send them in. DM us. Uh, email us, I guess. Um, no, don't email us. We yeah, don't email us. We ain't going to see it. But um, yeah, DM us. Tag us, whatever the case is. We appreciate y'all. We've noticed like a lot of times people DM and they don't want to be, they don't want to be disclosed like who it is. Yeah. And, and we always respect the privacy. So don't mm-hmm. feel like we're going to tag but you. But these in questions it. came from, no, just one. <laughs> <laughs> Put them out there. Um, nah, so we always respectful. We we appreciate the honesty and the vulnerability that people share with us so it is pretty vulnerable to send a question especially if you are single or married like you're sending a, a yeah. like married people who send questions about like relationships or married mm-hmm. uh, marriage in itself no people be looking at it like oh if i send a question they think that i don't have my stuff together and i don't, that's not necessarily the case and even if it is guess what we don't have our shit together so <laughs> we ain't judge the, you anyway welcome but... to the club yeah um but yeah, so we'll we'll be answering two of our questions. They come from two different people. Um, tell us the first question, Mr. Ross. All right. So when delivering bad news to your spouse, what is usually your biggest fear? Mm-hmm. You want me to answer this first? Ladies first. All right. So... When delivering bad news, um, I like to, (laughs) I do, it depends on how heated the news is. I wish she would have maybe gave an example, but it depends on like how hot the news is. I'll say before we were married, like everything was an emergency to me, like everything to me needed to be said right then and there. And so I gave it like minimal thought on how I was going to bring it up to you or address certain things and then I just like fired off and I didn't think through like you know if he say this I'm gonna respond to this everything was just me on fire pretty much or me kind of just like not really caring on how what my response looked like um or how I delivered it how I delivered the news but now that we are married, I think a switch kind of flipped in me and kind of just being like, uh, I have my whole entire life to, um, one, do life with you and two, like dispute things with you. Um, and so now when delivering any type of bad news, or if I want to bring something to your attention that like, I'm really not feeling, um, I think about how it's delivered because, like, your feelings are my feelings. Like, if somebody in the outside world made you feel bad, like, I'm going to feel bad that you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go murder them. <laughs> Jesus. Just kidding. Okay. Or not. Carol. <laughs> Carol. No, but seriously. But then I'll be very transparent and say this. Younger me did a huge disservice to myself and worrying too much on delivering the news and what your response was going to be. 
and not being like like no you need to say this and stand up like and stand behind like how this makes you feel I just was kind of like okay I gotta say it to get it off my chest and to not be harboring this feeling or this emotion or this news um but then the moment that he says like okay he gets it or shows any type of um remorse or any type of afflection of like okay I get it then like hurry up let's go back to being like lovey-dovey and it's I think it's a form of um I think it's a form of self-preservation or maybe relationship preservation and also a form of obviously like sweeping things under the rug so I did a lot of that in the beginning of our relationship and then I'm maybe two years into realizing that like by doing that by not thinking about yourself and delivering a message to your spouse um it's a huge disservice to yourself Hmm. so that's that's where I I am now so I I think through I don't want to hurt your feelings I think for me and you can attest to this like I always say like hey babe I love you like first just to open it up like I think my I love you my random like blurts out of I love you (laughs) in a really weird tone of my voice is the um we need to talk of other people's relationships it is man what (laughs) (laughs) but no uh for me dang what when delivering bad news what's the biggest fear hmm that's a toughie man like I don't know. Like delivering bad news for me, I would say first off to give the caveat, like the opposite of you, like I always have to digest it first, mm-hmm. like on process. my own. Like, yeah, I got to process it. Like I can't just like, oh, this just happened. Like, let me tell you right now. Like, let me figure out how I really feel about it. Because... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really have those in-between levels. So it's not uh, like I'm calm and then, like, I'm mad. Like, those are the two opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't have the in-between where it's like I process it. So I have to, like, think about the whole thing first. And so I'll something will happen. And then it might be a day or two before I even bring it up to you just it's to make so sure. It's so annoying. But no, like... I've recognized that it can probably be annoying, but I also mm-hmm. realized that, like, if I say something in a moment, like, man, like, that's probably not, it, it probably won't be my authentic feeling, like, mm-hmm. how I really feel, like, or, like, if we have an argument or something like that, if I say, like, what I feel in the moment, then it, it's not going to be good. Like, it's not going to be healthy for our relationship. It's not going to be healthy for me or for you because that's not what I actually feel. So it takes me a minute to actually sit there and think about like, okay, what are you really feeling and really digest whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, additionally, like with that, like delivering bad news, my biggest fear, and this is different. Um, my biggest fear, I don't know how many people will have this, mm-hmm. but sometimes like, I'm so laissez-faire with it. Like, mm-hmm. just laid back where it's just, like, something might be really bad news mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, and it doesn't bother me. 
So that scares me to where, like, something might be really bothering you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I I don't feel that. And I want to feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you coming from? Like, not that if it's something that happens to you, whatever the case is, but, like, if it's something that I have going on, or case it is, like, oh, man, this happened. Like, I feel bad about it, and I feel terrible. Or I should feel terrible, but I don't. Yeah. And, like, you're all, like, beat up about it, as the case is. I'm like, okay, like, all right, what's next? I mean, but let's be real. Like, it doesn't take a lot to be for me to be bent out of shape about something. And so you're the complete opposite. Like, it takes a lot for you to be like, the fuck is going on here? And so I think that we've, I, I would say that we've learned to, like, meet in the middle on that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, because I, like, I, and and I think it's a blessing to disguise too because I don't react. Mm-hmm. So I feel like anytime I react to something or like it's like that's the signal like, oh, no, I'm really passionate about whatever this is mm-hmm. or like this is really bothering me. Like if there's a reaction instead of a, a, a thought out mm-hmm. response. So I think so a couple things. So you're saying that your greatest fear is... Like an understated reaction? Yeah, I don't want to not feel something that you're feeling. Okay, I can see that. And so you're saying that your biggest fear is an understated reaction. You don't want to not be present in my emotional state. Yeah. And I'm saying that my biggest fear is... Or I, so I, I'm, I'm thinking that mine is like twofold from like when we started, my biggest fear was like the reaction being so bad that our relationship just ended. So I would like kind of edit what I would say or how much I would say or how much I would say I really felt about how much I, I really felt about it. And now my biggest fear is I think... Um, doing a disservice to myself by not adequately telling you how I feel about the news that I'm delivering. So I think there are growth. There's, there's a lot of growth in that, especially for us on your side, because like I've had to come to you and say like, you know, when you don't, (laughs) I'm trying to think of the argument. We lived in this house though. We were we were arguing about something. You had said something to me in response to, I guess, quote unquote, bad news that I had brought to you. And then the way you responded was like cold. And I was like, you know, it makes me feel like you don't care when you don't respond or when you don't say this. Like, I don't remember that. You know what I'm talking about? But you remember <clears throat> the, me saying like. I feel like you don't care when you do X, Y, and Z. I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah. We've had that conversation. Yeah. So I think this is a growing, this is a growth thing, like most things in relationships. Um, so re- repeat the, the question once more. So when delivering bad news to your spouse, what is usually your biggest fear? I think if those fears don't grow over time, like if they don't evolve, into new fears based <laughs> on the evolution of your communication between you and your spouse is a problem. Definitely. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. 
What's the next question? Next question. <laughs> this is fun. It's not funny, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> how do married people do it? You got to like describe the emoji that's next it's, to the question. It, I, I don't even describe it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> we'll read it like that. The little scrunched up face. How do married people do it? <laughs> not married. I'm not married and I still want to get in my car and drive off into the sun. I, I mean... This? I mean, that's, that's a real question. It, it, it definitely is, though. Like, that's... I think that so and I want I want to hear your take on this. But damn, I don't want to ask another question before answering it. So I think that her her emoji face with the uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> scrunched up emoji face and wanting to like drive off into the sunset. Like I think that's a reaction from the commitment before marriage mm-hmm. because it's easy to just do that like you know what fuck it like i'm out yeah yeah, yeah. but then when you married it's like oh fuck it i'm out nigga where are you going you still here we live right. here <laughs> like well and, and you'll be back when <laughs> like yeah. that's the response like it, you're not going anywhere and so how I, I don't know not that it's prison that. or anything like i'm so, I thought this was a really good question. Like, I enjoyed it, like, just seeing that. Because um, I would take it back to the origins for me. So, like, I feel like if we're if we're talking about conditioning, mm-hmm. like, women are conditioned to be married very early on, or a lot more earlier than men are. Or just period. Even if, or period. Even if men are to begin with. Because y'all are like, oh, okay, like, this is what you have to do to keep a man. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And where men are like, okay, like, well, how many women do you have? Yeah. And that's the that's the joy in it or that's the prize. Um, but for me, like, going back, and, like, I've, I've had this conversation with my frat brothers. is like, from the beginning, love is cool, mm-hmm. but marriage is a business decision. Absolutely. So I can love you all I want to. But at the end of the day, like, will this person make me better? Like, are we better together? Like, that synergy of it, are we better together than we are apart? Does one plus one equal three or does it still equal two? Mm-hmm. If one plus one still equals two, then what's the point of us being together? Yeah. So I need somebody who our sum together is going to make us greater greater than our being individuals. Yeah. Um, to me, that that was crucial. Like, yeah, I can love you all I want to, like, and, and I do. Like, I love you to the world and back. But I know my wife is gonna push me to be a better person. I know my wife is gonna hold me accountable. I know my wife, like, we're going to do life together outside of love, mm-hmm. where we're challenging each other to be better people, to be better individuals, and be better as a collective. Yeah. And to me, that's an important piece of this whole marriage equation is, that's your why is is the why like why are you doing this mm-hmm. so first determine why you want to be married in the first place like is do you want to be married because of other people or do you want to be married because this person makes you better or adds to you if this person isn't adding to you or they're adding something that you can add your damn self then mm-hmm. what's the point and that's not even to say that like marriage is the end all to be all because that's not even it right but, 
I mean, because you could have the same partnership that the bombest married couple has and not even have that title of husband and wife. Yeah. That's very possible. I think we see that every day for people who just, like, don't believe in the union or just don't, it's not important to them. And so I think that's one thing. But then I would say the other piece of that, to add on to what you're saying, babe, is... Like, is the, mo- is the moment that's making you want to just ride out, is that greater than what you see for the two of you that's mutual? Like, not just what you see for you and your partner, but what the two of you see for your relationship. Because y'all got to be on the same page for that, mm-hmm. I think. And so, I don't, I don't remember who said it, but... Um, I think it's just like one of those things that drifts around the internet where it's like, ask, like, write it down, write down why you're mad and ask yourself, will it matter a year from now? Yeah. Or however many years from now. And I think that that's realistic to a certain point because you have no idea, this is married or not, how that person is going to grow, how that person is going to evolve. And once they do evolve, you have no idea if you're going to love the person that they've evolved into. Mm-hmm. So, like, marriage is a business, hell yeah, but it's also a huge fucking gamble because you have no idea if you're going to love the person that this this human has grown to be. Because you're going to grow one way. Somebody's going to grow. So yeah. are you going together? Are you going separately? Mm-hmm. Or is one person growing and the other's not? So it's it's a huge yeah. measurement in faith. You have to continue to fall in love with each other. Because you're falling in love with not the person that you met day one. But like my hope would be that I continue throughout the years to fall in love with the person that Justin becomes year after year after year. And in the event that that's not the case, then I think that, you know, we have a conversation and we figure out, like, do we ride this wave or do we... Do we... I mean, and that's that's part of holding... That's part of marriage, too, like holding yeah. each other accountable. Like, yeah. hey, you're still in the same spot you were in, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago, three years ago, whatever the case is. I think we do a good job at that. Definitely. Like... Because I'm always cheering for you. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm always cheering for you to be the best version of yourself that I know that you can be. Yeah. So. And you call me out when I'm not being that. Like, you'll tell me, like, listen, you being really this <laughs> or really that. Or have you ever noticed that you do this when you get into this? Like, and I'll be like, I might be mad at first, but I mean, I know that this person wants and means like, wants the best for me, like, wants to see the best version of myself. And sometimes it'd be the people closest to us that see who it is that you could truly become before you even see it. So I think it's only right that we take, um, that we hold their their account of us at the, at the fullest weight possible. I, I mean, and that's it. Like, will your partner, the person that you want to be a partner with, are they a strong enough partner to be honest with you? Yeah. And honestly, like, there's a huge difference, and I've always felt this, there's a huge difference but between being complacent and content. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're complacent, like, okay, like, I'm just going to let you skate. Like, you're in a, a good groove. Like, this is comfortable. Like, that's that's not okay. But if you're content, like, okay, we've made it to where we want to go. Like, mm-hmm. this was the goal. Like, who's going to push you to contentment? And, yeah. and that's that's big in itself. 
Um, I don't know, like even even in that, like just answering the question. So going back to the question, mm-hmm. and so how do married people do it? Do it? Mm-hmm. I would say like the biggest hindrance for me and the biz- biggest obstacle to overcome is ego. Yeah, man, that's for both huge. Of us. I can only speak for me, but I know like <laughs> <laughs> if you want to agree, cool. Um, but but ego was huge, like just having this ego and it's been like, you know what, like I don't have to like what are we doing? Like I'm you know, like just having being able to minimize your ego in everything, like even in arguments. So of course you're gonna argue mm-hmm. like in any relationship, like stuff is gonna happen, people are gonna get upset or friendships, whatever the case is. But the biggest thing like I had to learn was and I saw this, but when you get married, you're not arguing to win. Yeah. You're arguing to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a, a huge difference maker. It's just changing that mindset. It was like, hey, I don't I don't have to win this argument or mm-hmm. I don't have to try to get over or or like be the winner or whatever the situation is or prove that you were wrong and I was right. Yeah. It was, hey, we're on the same page. And and that's an ever-evolving concept. I don't think either of us would admit that, like, we were responding to each other in conflict, but responding to each other in an attempt to win said argument. But I will admit that like we spent a lot of years trying to win yeah we spent a lot of years trying to win that shit was counterproductive as fuck as fuck because we ended up having the same argument over and over because we never solved the problem we was just trying to like who was right yeah yeah and and i can even be vulnerable and say like i know for me before coming into marriage my way of arguing was i'm going to say my point that's point number one if you counter, cool. I'm gonna say what I gotta say back. That's two, and I had a three prong system. And this, like, literally, not even like making this up. Like, this is literally how I thought. Like, three prong. On the third try, if I have to come back, I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm planning my exit. So that's this. This is literally. This is like reality, y'all. Like, did ass. Like, this is him. Like, our our entire. Um, I don't even have any laughter in my voice. That's how annoyed I am with, with what you just said. Like, did ass. Like, our, the first year of our relationship, when I tell y'all, that shit was so hard because, like, I have to, even to this day, if, I, if I'm hurt by something or something is wrong, I have to say it out loud. Like it has, it has to be addressed, and it's not like, oh, I, I don't need, I need, um. 0.6 I don't need no seconds <laughs> to process this shit like I'm like oh no I'm mad and I'm going to give you my most authentic like emotion in this moment and so that was me just being me and just being like yo I'm I'm uh, I'm really like angry about this shit or I'm really upset about this and or you hurt my feelings 
And, you know, I need to say this and I need to give you the story on how you think you how you think this shit went down and how I watched it go down. And then I need to give you the the story of my emotions. Like and then when you did this, this is how I felt. And then when you did this, this is how like I'm giving you all the fucking details. So one, Justin is not the person to, to sit there and want to have a back and back back and forth conversation. He just told you that that shit literally he would say one thing. He would say another thing. And then the next time it was time for him to respond, that man would sit in dead silence. And and I just wanted to punch him in the face. Like it was the, it was, we, our communication has grown so much, but we still have like so far to go because we are evolving as individuals. We still have so far to go. We'll never stop growing in communication. But where it started, Oh my gosh, Jesus wept. <laughs> like, I, I don't even I don't even think I told my friends this, like, yo, this this man just like sat quiet. I, I don't even I don't even think I could bring myself to tell anybody. Like, he did ask, wasn't responding to me like a toddler, like, hey, 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 snapping, <laughs> like in your face, like, though, did you hear me? Hello? And would just sit there. That was his win. Bruh. You was winning? Mind of a matter. Nah, yo, I wanted to choke you out so many times. <laughs> like It's it, not funny. No, it really is not because it's if not, Justin's but... ego like had ever evolved into like a human form, murder. Murder she wrote. I would have been in jail. Like it was so big. It was it was an it was enormous. This is one of the reasons why I was like, oh, nah, like, I don't know who this man think he is in this city, but, like, <laughs> no. And now we are in North Carolina. Exactly. It wasn't even that, like. Death I, Row in St. Louis. That's where I was going. <clears throat> that's where I was headed. It wasn't even, like, I just, I don't argue. Like, that's that's not my thing. It, it's really not. And so, like, coming into a relationship with somebody who communicates 180 like completely opposite of the way I communicate I over communicate and I was like oh like this this is a problem like I don't know how <laughs> this is gonna work out because one like anytime like is there's an argument like right or or a conversation let's let's call it a conversation conflict. a conflict like but wait sorry we like he's changing it to conflict this is something that we worked on but this is like He's changing it to conflict because perception is very important. It is. Perception is very... So you keep calling some argument, like, that's going to get people mad. Like, when you was in the eighth grade and niggas was like, oh, he mad, he mad. You might have started off and you wasn't mad, but if somebody keeps telling you you mad, you're going to be mad. Now I'm mad. Right. Yeah. So so that's, to me, like, the the conflict resolution piece of it in itself was a problem for me because I'm not trying to sit through anything and talk it out like i'm gonna have my points and after my points are exhausted why are we still talking (laughs) so that was a learning process in itself because i've never been in a relationship to where i even cared enough to talk this out after my points were exhausted i was like okay well like we don't disagree then we not getting like in the back of my head like this i'm not thinking this at the same time but Mm -hmm. we're not getting married so i don't really have the time or the energy or the wants who to put into this yeah. conflict. Like, why would I sit here and have this 
long ass conversation for no reason. <laughs> and I know it's not going anywhere long term. Mm-hmm. Not even making this up. No hyperbole. Like that's how I thought. So like going into a relationship to where there was a long term aspect in it. I was like, oh, wait, I probably should figure this out. Something mm-hmm. I've never even practiced to begin with. And then, like, that's just a conflict resolution itself. But also, like, on the flip side of it is, like, even the relationship piece of it. So we can talk about, like, me not wanting to have, like, a long drawn out or a back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. when I say I'm out, it's not even just that conversation. It was just be like, you know what, I'm planning my ex not only just in this conversation, but in this relationship altogether. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, was a huge turning point or a huge learning curve where it's like, you know what, you just can't up and leave. Like, one, <laughs> y'all live together. And <laughs> where are you going? Where are you going to go? Like, hey, you still here? So, mm-hmm. and, and two, it's like, man, if you want to be honest, like, you do want to have this long-term relationship. You do want to get married. You do love this person. So what are you going to do? You got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good segue into, like, just to bullet point the things that we try in the midst of trying to communicate with each other. But after we pay these bills. So we're back. Mm -hmm. Babe, I was over communicating. I was under communicating. You were under communicating. Do you remember the things that we... The various method, the various methods of how we tried to communicate with each other when there was conflict. <laughs> I remember when it pissed me off so bad, <laughs> and that's like as soon as you said that, like it just it triggered me all over again. You feel well, trauma. I feel trauma. You feel triggered. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what was it? So, so here's the thing. Why you got your hands up? <laughs> <laughs> Cause this is how bad it was. Like this okay. is how like much it resonated with me. So, anytime I'm in an argument, right, or a conflict, like after my points are gone, like if you're still hit me, like we're having this long drawn out conversation, it's like I feel like I'm in a corner, and you, I'm I'm being badgered. I'm on the witness stand, and I really don't. One, it's not a conversation I want to have this? to go in the first place. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. Okay. So I feel like I'm in the corner and like, too, I just want to get out. Like, I'm done. Like, why are we still talking? (laughs) And we're both upset. And like me, I'm always like chill. Like my voice is chill. And so for you, yours is elevated. Like we're we're in a conflict. So (laughs) I remember this. I remember this time. We were in a conflict. And I decided, you know what, to get away, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to go into the bathroom. Here comes Ashley. That's not the response I was looking for. No, that's the first thing that tell popped you, out to my head. Tell your little story. Tell my story. So, first thing that popped to my head. So, I go into the bathroom. Like, I'm going to chill. Here comes Ashley. She coming in the bathroom, too. Bathroom ain't big. It's only a toilet in that thing. I think it was a half bath, too. If I'm not mistaken, it wasn't a shower or nothing. So, you close the door in St. Louis. Okay. So you close the door behind us, and we in there by ourselves, and you block the door. So now, not only emotionally, I'm feeling like I'm in a corner. I'm literally in a corner. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we finna have this conversation right now. And so I'm all out of my comfort zone, and that to me was, that was one. It was a first, and two. Was it? 
Yeah, man. Man, I don't know what type of daffodils you was dealing with because I don't even really understand. I I don't, I I could never imagine. I don't even care if, like, I was just having sex with this person. If you're not going to respond to me, like, if I asked you something, well, that's real. Like, if you was just humping somebody, then what are we arguing about? Yeah, you that, said the, well, let me, get a caveat. Like some people be lying about like what the situation is. But yeah, if I ain't lie true. about it, I was up front. I ain't nothing to talk about. So no, for this, that's true. That's that's real. Okay. So let me tell you. Let me say this before I I tell you the the means that I was speaking of. Um, so maybe two, at least two years ago, maybe two and a half. I don't know. I was, um, <laughs> so I, for some odd reason, I have a lot of friends who are um, licensed therapists. And so we were having this like random conversation or whatever. And I don't know if a friend of mine was, I think she was, I think they were speaking amongst like professional to professional or something. And she had said something like, yeah, you know, like you cannot block, you cannot block a room in in the middle of a disagreement and like not allow the person to leave the room if they feel the need to leave the room, even if you think like it's immature of them to leave or whatever. Like blocking a room is manipulating, and it's also and it also can be a form of emotional abuse if that person feels really uncomfortable and so they weren't speaking about anybody like saying their name or anything like that but I think that they were like talking about uh I don't know patient or whatever or something they were walking somebody through and so when they got finished talking I was like yeah <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> block the door that's wild like shut up (laughs) (laughs) and from that moment I was like yeah I guess I probably shouldn't do that like but it wasn't because like I felt in that moment that like oh yeah I probably shouldn't do that because Justin is uncomfortable now I know that this is might be really uncomfortable for him but I just didn't want to be like I didn't want to be your abuser I didn't want to be like labeled as it was more about me (laughs) (laughs) just to be honest I didn't want to be like manipulating and so but I never saw it that way I was just really looking at it from a standpoint of like no like you going to talk to me but that's probably because of how we started with you feeling like you didn't owe me a response yeah and me feeling like no but now like we we were we were talking about something this was this this year or late last year, and you try to like storm up the steps, and I was like, "Oh nah!" I had said something smart like "fuck out of here," trying to walk away. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't have way up the steps. I gotta get my socks. I right. gotta come back down. Right. <laughs> so I was like, "I'm gonna say some shit that's gonna make him come out, come down the steps, fucking ass, <laughs> fucking hoe ass, trick ass, mark ass." <laughs> And yes, came right back down the steps. I said, uh-huh. Now you want to cry and go up the steps. Like, oh. oh, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> no, motherfucker, what? 
just take yo. I am 30 years old. He ain't even talk to me like that. I was so surprised that you came back down the steps. Oh, you got me fucked up. I'll tell you what. I said, oh, this going to get him right here. I started to mumble the shit under my breath, and I said, nah. I said, nah. Call me so good. I said, you gonna go take them fucking tears up the steps. What'd I say, babe? Yeah. What'd I say? What'd so I say? now you wanna cry and go up the steps. Oh, yeah. So, so now you wanna cry and go up the steps. You was crying, though. I don't I'm, know what we was talking about, but I you was, wasn't even crying. Was crying. <laughs> I mean, not physically, but. You, I was like. You was. Oh, that's what hurt you. Man, that, was, that hurt me. I ain't gonna lie. That's just funny day. to me. Yeah, it wasn't funny Listen, to me. <laughs> After you came back down Thought the about Naomi real quick. <laughs> after you came down the steps. You gonna wrap this shit up real stop. quick. Stop. Listen, after you came down the steps and we discussed it, we still, I don't think we still was on the same page or we kind of were, but you were still mad that I had said what I said. <laughs> and so this we, how you know we weren't on the same page. What we were? What we ended the whole season of the podcast off of that. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It's more episode. <laughs> like, hey, this gonna be the end of season one. Oh yeah, we didn't. We did not solve the issue. So <laughs> we came back with season two. No, but listen. Three months later, when you um, after you went back up the steps, after you came back down, we mm-hmm. talked. We're not on the same page. You went back up the steps. I chuckled a little bit. You did. I did. I duly, thought the shit was funny. Duly noted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wanted you to know <laughs> who you dealing with here. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't, exp- I, I ain't, th- I said, a little person on my shoulder was like, say that shit. Say it, sis. Bro, I did it textbook. <laughs> hey, the argument wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> hey, I'm going to walk away from this. Hey, I'm going to bed, babe. It was so, no, no. Room. You ain't say I'm going to bed. You I hit me with, up. no, you just stopped talking. Yeah, you're not going to hit me with the shutdown. Going now I'm going to say bed. something wild. Now we on MTV's Wildin' Out. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was that. <laughs> See, I don't like that shit right Obviously, there. Obviously, we haven't evolved too much. <laughs> I told y'all. I t- but I told the people, we still a work in progress. We still... That was just one of the... That was a really stupid argument. Dumbest argument ever. It, yeah, that might have been our dumbest, the dumbest shit we ever argued about. But anyway, so our means, <laughs> I'm still chuckling, the means of um, transportation, transportation, where I'm at? I have no idea. Communication that I was talking about was, remember when we tried to, um, we were like, okay, so that we don't get into these heated, heated conversations Let's just argue via. We're only going to argue via email. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It that lasted for like six months, <laughs> where we tried to just argue. We would just be sending each other these paragraphs and paragraphs via email, and it was terrible because, like I said in the beginning, excuse me, like I said in the beginning, I have to address things, and if I'm not good with like. A loved one, I don't function in like everyday life, so I couldn't. I can't concentrate at work, which is why I have to like I have to get the shit off my chest. And so we would be sending emails back and forth, back and forth. It also doesn't help that you don't check emails. So that who you 
email be sitting there for two months. I heard nothing. No, not back then. When we was in, when we was ha- when we was hashing something out via email, I was refreshing that thing. Yeah, I wasn't. I know you were. I mean, I see it, and then I see the first part of life. I'm in the middle. Because so you really don't be like wanting to respond. Don't yeah, I, but I had to tell you that before. Like, I get bent out of shape. I'm bent out of shape. Like, if something is bothering me, I'll have trouble sleeping. This has been since the beginning of times. This has been since, like, 87. Like, ask my mom. Like, I lost my diary when I was maybe preteen, teenage. Yes, I was was a full-blown teenager because I was fucking. This I know. Lost my diary. At 13? I said full-blown teenager. I didn't say 13. I just said teenager. What age were you when you... Babe, don't ask me that. You okay. in my business. Dang, I don't even know that. Now that I think about it. You don't? Mm-hmm. I'll tell it to you after the podcast. So listen, I had lost my diary, y'all. Little did I know, my mom, I don't know if she took it or if she found it wherever I left it. But she had it. She knew I was looking for something. Every time she see me looking for something, she would be like, what you looking for? And I'd be like, oh, nothing. Or I would just make up a lie about what I was looking for. I never wanted to tell her, like, I'm missing my diary. I don't know where it's at. That's what I'm looking for. I Like, my mom recorded me talking in my sleep about not being able to find my diary. Oh, wow. Like, sleep completely fucked up. So when something is on me, like it's, I'm bothered. Hmm. Record me if I'm upset. If you want to, what you what I'm here? These snores. That is that pisses me off so bad. Sleep like a baby. The middle of our relationship, maybe like two year two, three and four. Anytime we disagreed about something, and you turned right over and went to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could be you staring at me. <laughs> I, like I know you, know. I know you feel me looking at you, and I feel like in the beginning, the first three minutes, he be fake sleeping, but it only take him another half a second to actually really be sleep. Little did she know what did I used to do in the beginning. Try to snatch the covers. Oh yeah. <laughs> so now I gotta act like I'm not cold. <laughs> In the fetal position. <laughs> he really did. You know how you snatch the covers and then the person snatching back, he would just lay there. My willpower stronger than yours. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I used to be looking like, what in the Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> like, what type of serial killer bullshit is this? We play these mind games. I'm going to tell you what, I've been practicing this my whole life. I'm ready. I can't. <laughs> So no, listen. I think that um, I think we could wrap up this episode in the two questions by saying, regardless of what our fear was in bringing up bad news or addressing something, regardless of the hard times and feeling like you want to just like ride out and just leave. I think there is a part of us, I, I'm just speaking just for us, 
where we always decided at one point or another to continue to choose us. And that's been like our guiding light. So there hasn't been a long period of time. I wouldn't even say over 24 hours where, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, babe, over 24 hours where we've considered being like, yeah, this ain't it. Like 100% feeling like, yeah, this ain't it. Yeah. And I think that there's times where you feel like, wait, is this where I'm supposed to be? But there's always there this percentage, no matter how small is there, that's like, no, I'm here because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and even in that, like, so one of the things that we touched on was like being with somebody who the synergy is right to who like y'all sound together is better than they are apart. Mm-hmm. So my thing would be like stop minimizing yourself to add up to somebody else. Ooh. So where you get that from? Hey, Aesop's fables over here. Damn, I Sop forgot about Aesop. Who else? Okay. But no. So, <laughs> no, nah, for real. Like, so why would you? So there's no reason for you to minimize yourself to be with somebody else. Like, if they're not on your level, then that's your sign right there. Like, you over yeah. here trying to make your own signs mm. based on what you wanted to be. Like, they're right there. Mm. So what are you trying to do? Why are you trying to fit this person to your box? Hey, that's so good. I'm just like, but it happens though. So that that's me as huge. Like, but but say what that like. Talk about what that comes in the form of, because the only thing that's coming to my mind, or the the th- the first thing that's coming to my mind, and what you just said, like this. So you trying to you trying to be like everything you need for your side. And equal up to be a greater sum for that person. Yeah. Like, that shows up to me in the form of, like, that person not even trying to meet your need. Not even trying or manipulating. Like, honestly, if you want to be real with it, because, like, I mean, and it happens. Like, if you feel like this other person isn't putting in the same effort or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is... Like then they're not like that. It, like yeah. if you, I'm sure like you've communicated that so that, feeling is valid enough. Yeah, yeah, like if you feel that like this person isn't putting in the effort, it's not that they're not at where I want them to be or where I think they could be. Mm-hmm. That potential is going to be there, but their effort isn't there. Then that's a choice. Yeah. Effort is a choice. Now where you are in life, social, social economic status. Like, that's not a choice. But if this person isn't even trying. But I think so. I think that there's a big difference in this person or you feeling like this person is not trying on the love stuff versus this person is not trying on what it takes for you all to continue living day to day. I think on the like the business side of it to not try on the business side of a relationship, I think is a it's no. Yeah. It's it's a no. No, nah, the love thing might be tricky because sometimes we can't we love. We love different. Yeah, we love different, and sometimes it's really hard to love people past how much we don't love ourselves. Mm. And so, 
that is tricky. But the business, the like, okay, like we need $100 to live this month and both parties are not putting for the energy to get the fit, like, like to get their fit yeah. or, to, or to bring in whatever, like that's, that's non-negotiable. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's still though, like, why are you, like, if you know you're dope, if you know you bring A, B, and C to the table mm-hmm. and this person isn't bringing anything, then why still do that? Or you've communicated what you expect in a relationship and this person isn't meeting it, then that's that's the sign to me. We're not being realistic about the business side of relationships. Yeah, and I was going to leave it as a a rhetorical question, like, just for, like, anybody who's going through that to, like, delve into. But, like, seriously, like, if you've communicated what you want in a relationship and you tell this person what you expect and they're not meeting your expectations Mm -hmm. and it's been however much time, then it's not going to change overnight. Yeah. So what's the point? Like, why are you dragging this out? Like, go ahead and and I think it's that fear of being lonely. Yeah. It's also the fear of like you seeing of uh, maybe what is it FOMO, fear of missing out. So other people are married. Like, look I need at to you get trying it. to stay young. Hey, look at me. Um, <laughs> so other people get married for real. I'm not even gonna lie. Like that's why. Hey, before we got married, I'm going to one wedding a year. Pick which friend you like the most. Like no. it is what it is. Funny, but um, cause I only cause like that's what it. Once you start going to weddings, it's a wrap. That time is ticking. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that's what it is. Like man, you don't want to forget the fear of missing out, or like you want to be like your friends. Like no, like don't settle. My other case, it might it should be like the fear of missing out of what's really for you. Mm. Like did you pick? This nigga or did God or did, pick this man? Yeah, or, or did you settle? Like mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah, so that's that on that. Um, I feel like we're talking to women, but like dudes too. Like dudes. Oh, absolutely. Up. Yeah, everybody should know they worth and add tax. Yeah, yeah. I got that from Instagram. But even even dudes, like, if we want to take it to the opposite end of the special and just be like, hey, stop. If you know you're not ready. I think that's an episode. Okay. Yeah. We're rolled it. I think that's the episode. Um, before we get off this podcast, we give a big shout out to the people who sent us personal messages about what they thought about our last episode. Um, it's pretty cool. We <laughs> laughed so hard at the emojis um, that y'all were sending us or the crazy memes and everything. Like, we really we really read them. We really laugh hard. We really um, have introspective moments with suggestions that you guys have. Um, so we really appreciate them. Um, and then I got two other things. It mm-hmm. just it might be looking like stuff. But the other thing, as I want you to know that we were recording super late because um Kelson got his ass whooped oh, on two K. On a two K. I couldn't Hey, for real, I feel like <laughs> I feel like when you bring your girl to the park with you. And, and she in a bleach just washing, you trying to show out your between the legs, no look passes and whatnot. <laughs> 
Hey. Yo, for anybody significant other that plays video games, especially this damn 2K, if they don't be I jittering, like if they that. don't have a seizure while they playing the game, I'm the, all way all over that, the, couch. the way that they be moving around, like, they not really playing, sis. Like, go ahead and cut the game off because they not playing hard mm. enough. So I asked Justin, I said, damn, you going to make it? You all right? He like, nah, I can't. I can't lose against him. Like, he be talking bad shit. (laughs) And you right beside me, too? Okay. Golly. How are we going to record the podcast? You see the defeat in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong to do this? I'm like, all right, babe, I'm with you, you know? Uh, Go and get him, Tiger. Better do something. Better be scouting (laughs) who he subbing into the game. (laughs) Get some shit. Lord. And then... Well, no, I'm I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna say the third thing because I don't know how many people um, are aware of the movement. But I just wanted to um, anonymously shout out somebody who is um, who just realized that if their goals aren't big enough, then they probably. I mean, if their goals aren't scary then they're probably not big enough and that we are really, really proud of you if you just so happen to be listening to this. And I apologize for the F-bombs that I dropped. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to fit the movements. I don't know <laughs> Got an knows. underground railroad going on. Okay. <laughs> Good night, <laughs> <So> y'all. <few. laughs>